Welcome, boys and girls, to Art 101, A Study of Life. Let me first address the coronavirus and the street violence out there. This is a program in memory of a normal life. Um, as we stay in our homes. Also in memory of George Floyd. My advice to you is to be safe. Stay off the streets. I know it's a conundrum of sorts. To be safe and stay off the streets. That means to be in your home. Listening to this podcast. If it's any consolation. It's also in memory of matriculation. Yes, that big word used for college life. And with me, it was Rick, Rhode Island College in Providence, Rhode Island. A lesson of life and learning where I earned a dream in liberal arts studies with a bachelor degree in graphic design. I apply that trade to this day. But with me, it was a school party and my friend, Paul. Um, everyone seemed to be learning except me. I can't speak for Paul, but I can speak for myself. I had that feeling that everyone was on a fast track on the up, up escalator as I walked backwards down the down escalator. Not even forwards on the down escalator. I was backwards. I was going double fast, double time. I had a friend in Paul. Um, I commuted to Rick. It's a commuter college. There are dormitories on the campus. But it was a commuting... I was commuting a sentence, and I got there by any means possible, whether it was the city bus, Ripta, my dad, rest his soul, God bless him, or Paul, my friend, who would wake me from a slumber, kick me out of bed. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have finished my working towards a degree. Oh boy, was that a sweet slumber I was in. Later on, I would find out, you know, um, that I wouldn't be able to sleep. I had projects, I had pasting up to do, I had assemblages, I had sculptures to make. I had materials all over my room. The smell of glue, I can still smell it. And my dog, Winston, barking and howling like a hound would do. Yes, he was a hound dog beagle, a purebred. He had his papers, Winston, Duke of Darlington. And he would keep me up. And my sister would get mad when I would yell back, Shut the F up, I would say, you know. Can I say fuck on this show? Anyway. The classes, the classes. After I woke up and was transported by bus or my dad or 
my friend Paul, um, I had liberal arts and prerequisites to the liberal arts program to fulfill with prerequisite courses. It was a slow, slow nightmare of repeated classes seemingly going over the same information all the time. And uh, it was became a land of incompletes. Uh, I was in a pot-smoking haze in math class, for instance. Why? While we would cruise around, we'd munch, we'd listen to great music, rock and roll mostly, and we'd be late, and we'd chalk up all those eyes on our report cards, even though we didn't really have report cards. Yes, we did. We had progress reports. It was like St. Cecilia's Elementary School all over again, except for grown-ups, or so we thought we were grown-ups. Again, I can't speak for Paul, only myself. A highlight of those classes was Henri Enrico, I should say, Enrico Pernardi, the great master. He had a drawing class that we went to. Well, he had a lot of classes. But one of them was drawing, and we were in it. We were ostracized from our other fellow drawing mates because of a total lack of apathy. Uh, corner critiques would be held where Henry would, as he was known, look at uh, each of our works and talk about them. We'd all have our own input right by the patio. Uh, an area of outdoor courtyard, uh, but we were inside um, with the light shining on each of our work, and we looked at things like composition and technique and paint application, or actually charcoal in this case. Um, we we really were not even just forgetting the basics, we weren't even witness to the basics of drawing. But, you know, later I would discover drawing myself. I can only speak for myself. I discovered, discovered the joy of drawing. Pencil, stabilo, uh, point and my professor Henry's generosity would shine through where he would let us take breaks the whole class of course it wasn't just Paul and I but Paul and I had special treatment he knew we were special cases so we were allowed to go up to his his lair his lair his office up in the gallery area over the painting gallery and kick back and that's when we started talking about our artwork and what we wanted to do in, in the future and you know it it was really a discovery a rediscovery of our in, innate talents because I did have talent in that St. Cecilia's school I wouldn't take recess the nuns would let me stay in and do posters make posters create work that would be displayed on the walls. Um, 
and it was a lot of fun, thorough enjoyment. I forgot about it, but then I rediscovered it through drawing, composition, critique, the basics, composition. And, and the critiques were invaluable because we got to see each of our work displayed and talked about. So those areas by the courtyard were not just one. We had a special, special separate class on, on art critique. Now we were getting really serious. And we had other classes too, other professors, other interactions, other opportunities, other joys, other witnesses. I wasn't in Harriet's class, Harriet Brisson, who was the chairman of the art department. She was the ceramic queen of ceramics, so king. She was a mighty figure in a small frame. Uh, she was world-renowned for her use of ceramics, her making of ceramics. The uh, smell of ceramics cooking in the kilns was one one joy that we did have, and I would only see it from a uh, from an ancillary point of view. Sculpture that was another brief introduction. Uh, we got a taste of it with model making and sculpture making. Uh, we made small uh, displayable artworks that were talked about by our classmates. It was enjoyable. It was 3D. Um, it was color. It was form. It was clarity. It was through the transparency of each plastic panel that we applied with the smallest amount of glue to hold each element. We then moved to printmaking class with Sam Ames, a great professor who gave us a very aloof look when we would greet him in the corridor and ask him about certain aspects of the projects that we were involved in. It could have been lithography, um, where he asked for basic and demanded basic black velvet coverage in each of the lithography uh, outcomes on the big lithography press or lithographic press. Etching. Etching was one area that I didn't get into as much. I got preoccupied with lithography. I remember it so much. It was wonderful. And it was wonderful to see what other people could do, but I really wanted to do it myself. I did a, a reproduction of uh, Rembrandt, and it was in reverse. And the man's face looked odd because he was in reverse. His scrawny beard uh, was to the right where it should have been to the left. I did not yet know that I needed to make the plate, which was always in a negative and in a, a relief, a negative relief, uh, what was white would be black, what was black would be white. I knew that. I knew that from lithography. Again, the incredible black coverage that Sam Ames wanted, Professor Ames, I must say, a tall six foot three man, and he demanded it, and he will get it. 
he will get that black. Some of the artists in the class, noticeably some of the girls, were incredible at what they did. But I moved on. I moved on to painting with acrylic paint with Jay Wright. We would later go to his gallery in Southampton, New York and witness greatness with his studies of hospital gurneys and dark rooms. And Henry's great paintings weren't on display at that particular gallery, but I want to go back to Henry. It recalls Henry's great paintings of obelisks and cones and certain phallic symbols and altarpieces that were majestic and colorful yet muted at the same time. The impeccable coverage of paint and uh, his metaphysical uh, uh, innumerable metaphysical samples is prolific. And there's a book called Metaphysical Dreamweaver and it is the art of Enrico V. Pinardi. Um, it, there's an essay by Francine Coslo Miller. And it's a book that I haven't yet gotten through all the way. But it's a wonderful book, square format, uh, beautifully printed and presented. But the painting with Jay Wright, he stressed acrylic paints over oils, a very difficult medium. Transparency or transparent layers was the rule. You got depth by painting incredible amounts of different layers of, of uh, acrylic paint to achieve your tonality. Uh, it wasn't a taglio. In other words, it wasn't applied all in one with the thickness of the brushstroke texture. These were fine paintings that were hearkened to oil paints, but weren't quite oil paints, but were just as great. Probably my famous, my famous, my favorite class was photography. And I got a minor, I achieved a minor in, uh, in photography. My major, of course, was uh, graphic design, but my minor was photography. And I think it complemented each other because photography is graphics and graphics is in photography. And uh, my art trips to New York City and Boston, uh, where I composed a lot of my uh, thesis or theses on, on, uh, on photography um, using certain processes that would be the projected on the wall uh, with a one or two, with even three projector system, although I didn't really get into the three projector, with background music as a presentation aid or tool or complement. But photography also took its form in prints, which was many, many, many hours, many hours spent in the dark room. Um, that's one process I didn't rush. I took my time about it, but I wanted achievement and I wanted results. And lastly, I might be forgetting a class or two. Of course, all this was done, remember, 
with the um, under the auspices of Rhode Island College's liberal arts program. So therefore recommended or required that you take um, other courses that were not strictly related to art, uh, astronomy, anthropology, uh, philosophy. Um, there was one class that was dedicated to the art of discussion and art of presentation of discussion, which treated each student with utmost respect. We were going to be leaders in the world and we were going to achieve it through public speaking and discourse. But art history was a great class. It was a wonderful class. Um, with that art history class, um, I was able to uh, really get to the point of what I wanted to be doing. And that was to, uh, to talk about, to live, to be in art. And it was really, um, it really was a great, great way uh, to, to enter the world of art that in the serious form that I wanted to do. Um, I wasn't going to be wasting any more time. Um, it was, it was a, a real trip. It was kind of a groovy trip, actually, because the professor was kind of an unlikely groove, groovatron guy um, by the name of Steinberg, and he was wonderful. His classes were right to the point. He didn't waste any time. He had his hot cup of coffee in one hand, um, and he presented uh, each of these slide pieces uh, whether we were looking at Degas or Manet, Vermeer, um, Van Gogh, uh, whether we were looking at Michelangelo or Bellini, uh, whether we were looking at Mies van der Rohe, um, Gro Walter Gropius. If it was art or architecture, Steinberg had his coffee and he knew what he was doing with each and every, each and every sip. So that really cemented, cemented my foray into the world of art and seriousness. The approach was, the approach was total seriousness. Um, now you got to remember, we were on a trip to nowhere in the initial three years. It took me six years to graduate out of a four-year program. Um, and aside from Steinberg, before I could get into Steinberg's coffee class, uh, which was thoroughly enjoyable and educational, as I said, and I, before I reached the epiphany, before I had an epiphany of hunkering down and getting serious about the world of great art and being part of a great art tradition. Um, we had trips to nowhere. So the first three years, not so much the first, but the second and third, possibly beginning of fourth, I uh, have memory, memories only, very foggy, of sitting in my uh, 
my friend's car, my friend Paul, and another friend would join us, and we'd have a major spleefathon. Okay, um, major rollage would happen. Um, the width of the car was not quite the long enough to take in the uh, the zigzags. I might be exaggerating there, but they were big bluntages before blunts were even in style. And uh, hi, cat. Hi, boy. There's Kane, my boy. That's Kane Cat. C-A-N-E for all of you uninitiated. I did a story on Kane and Lulu, my girl downstairs who does not come upstairs typically. Hi, boy. We're talking about art. Oh, I love you too. You're a good boy. Yep. He's a talker. He's a talker, people. But uh, those trips to nowhere, they were about life learning. I think we learned about life. Um, jointage aside. Um, so my brother, um, my, my, my friend, I should say, my brother, I could say him, could say for that, for Paul. Uh, he had to, he had to eat at some point. Because what it was, was, okay, all right, down, down you go there. Because what it was, was, um, it was a trip to Burger King because he had hypoglycemia. So his blood sugar level would be out of whack. And, you know, I've got the memories there of our forays into chicken classics classic chicken sandwiches at burger king on mineral spring avenue in north providence rhode island then taking a cruise after we did up a j down fruit hill avenue uh, major cruise listening to some great music uh, the music was tapped in via his eight track player and it featured Andy Pratt. It featured Bob Dylan. It featured the band and other eight track uh, greats. But we come back to class because it all does come back to class. In about my fourth year, I wanted to uh, learn about all the masters again in art history class. Um, I remember memories of having fun with the class and cracking jokes with a couple of us, other of us, um, doing the same. <clears throat> uh, but it was thoroughly enjoyable. Now we have art thesis, our art assignments. They were non-test tests. Uh, they were it consisted of the legwork of going on art trips, which were fun as a blast. They were as blasty as anything. To the big art centers, the big art center cities, specifically New York and Boston. Um, one trip I recall to Boston, I was incredibly sick with the flu. In fact, I got home, had to leave earlier. I was so mad that I couldn't partake in all the fun and excitement. And um, 
at Henry's house. He hosted it at one of the occasions. This is the occasion that I was sick. This was a big, big, big class trip, a field trip. And um, I was sick with the flu, and my uncle, doctor, prescribed some much-needed. It turned out, I think it probably saved me. My temperature was 100, 105, um, and I got penicillin, erythromycin, possibly, one of the two, one of the, one of the many. Um, so that was it for Boston, but New York, and I had gone to other trips with Boston and with my friend, uh, just my friend and I, Paul, alone, uh, just to get an enhancement and a, a re-injection but uh, to art museums, specifically the MFA and Elizabeth Stewart Gardner Museum, the one where the heist occurred of the Rembrandts. But the, the big, big trips were New York City. Uh, we went to art galleries, uh, all the great galleries along Fifth Avenue and whatnot, the flea markets. Uh, we did have some fun with nightclub venues. Uh, we rekindled and reinforced friendships. I worked in New York on an actual photography assignment that I entitled Compressions. And uh, using a direct positive black and white slide process. Total enjoyment, total enrapture, total composition. Uh, we had to take that and parlay it into something, and that was the thesis. Um, I had thesis on all my my studies, but one that I remember was my direct positive black and white slide thesis. In we um, projected it in a classroom, uh, a dark room, dark and shade drawn room. Um, also, getting ready for reflective art. Um, the kind you put on walls, prepping that in the corridors, getting it ready to hang, looking at all our artwork, making an assessment, comparing notes with each other. Uh, and when you find that, like the printed word that's typeset, um, where you look at a block of copy and you're very satisfied, you get the same effect where you have your artwork displayed on the wall. The stuff looks good on the gallery walls. Um, it's a validation. It's a vindication. And it's it's a real satisfaction when your audience appears out of nowhere. Where did this audience come from? Why do I attract this audience? Was it the posters and the advertising? Which was not very extensive. It was homegrown or schoolgrown. By, I did one poster myself. I wasn't happy with it. One of my least favorite works. I should have spent more time on it. But I know there was a time constraint. We didn't have a lot of time to post these posters. I remember hanging them on each wall, every wall and doorway in on the college campus. Now we come to the brass tacks. The tally. So here's a story. I had straight A's in my fourth 
end of fourth, actually last semester of fourth, my last quarter of the fourth year, fifth, from what I recall, fifth, sixth, those three years, well, two and a quarter years, I had achieved the straight A's. My GPA, though, was pathetically low, 2.87 or 2.86, and I had to get it up to 3.86. How was I going to do it? Impossible. I worked day and night feverishly on my projects, and I achieved straight A's, basically. I think I got an A- minus here or there. Never anything lower than that. And was so happy when my GPA would start creeping up and I made the dean's list for those last two years or year and half, year and a half. So that's six semesters worth of dean's list straight A's. And the grade point average did go up. Not to three, not to three point eight six like I wanted, but thereabouts. Math was on my side finally. Those hazy, daisy, crazy days of math class, notwithstanding. So, in closing, I want to talk about graduation, and all I need to say about graduation. Was it was an end or the end of a worthwhile journey? I discovered life and art finally. Correct me if I'm wrong, but art is life, life is art, life is love, and love is life through art. I thank you very much for joining me. Stay safe. Get out and learn. Learn about art, life, love, and happenstance. Because through serendipity, we trudge on.